When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch for the final time of the year. We caught up with the team at SENZ, Kirsty and the Beef. Pool builder. Stephen Donald and Kirsty Stanway for the final time for 2023. Let's uh, slide into the show, shall we? And the professor. What about the timing? timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> Synchronicity. Oh, G'day, team. How are we, folks? Look, I'll tell you where we can start. We've been talking about, because it's been a big year for all and sundry, we're talking about and celebrating... The support staff here at SEN, so the the Brooksies, the Gibbos, the tourists, uh, all those Coach K, uh, Woogie, the list goes on. Who's the number one seed for support player over there in SENZ, or who would the fans vote for? You reckon? <laughs> controversial because we've got one sitting with us and one back in the studio because we're doing an OB at the moment but uh, J-Dog is a favourite because he calls me his mentor yes. uh, so yeah. he's right up there but but of course we'll be stuffed with our Brad back in the studio oh, I don't okay. know if you can hear Jacob saying not true yeah, we, heard that. we heard that don't be cool in front of our Aussie friends Jacob come on so guys how are we looking for Christmas are we all sorted ready to go no, no, no. One look across the table, we are not all sorted. I've done absolutely no Christmas shopping. Beeve made a 5am dash to Kmart two days ago because he wanted to avoid the queues and he still didn't get everything he needed. Oh. Wow. It's the same day in We're New useless. Zealand, right? 25th? <laughs> That's a yes. I mean, New, New Year's is also New the first is of January. Yeah, you never know. You never know. We're, we're sorted for New Year's. Yeah, New Year's is sorted. Yeah, no, that's really. all sorted. They yeah. get sorted well before Christmas. But the Christmas presents, are you two all sorted? Uh, thankfully, my wife loves doing that stuff. <laughs> I'm absolutely allergic to major shopping malls. I cannot go there. Um, so no. we are sorted. But what do you get for her after all these years? Okay, well, we... How many I, years is it? I, I started off badly a few years ago because I gave her a, an engagement ring in a bonbon one year. So that was a bad start to things. But her birthday is Australia Day, January 26. So every year I try and, because I'm averse to shopping, is try and say, oh, darling, it's about the kids this year, right? We're not getting each other anything. No, we've got these renovations coming. We're doing that right. But always she tricks me. She'll have something for me and I'm the bad guy on Christmas yeah. Day. Well, well, my wife this year flat out said to me, don't buy me any of that crap I don't need. So, mm. obviously, I've been buying candles, um, you know, hand cream, um, what else, pyjamas. Yeah. Yeah. None of it she ever wanted. <laughs> no. So, does that mean I'm off the hook now? I don't have to buy anything? Or she, she went and bought herself a pair of earrings. And I Did think she? that's, yeah, because she doesn't trust me. Well, that counts. Is that it? Am I done? Have yeah. I done the shopping? Well, if you paid for the earrings, then that's it. That's a good present. Not yet. I, she sent me an invoice, so I'll, I'll reimburse her. Um, yeah, well, have you guys done all your Christmas shopping for partners? Uh, no, and, but we're, we're actually sitting outside one of our great sponsors, the Chemist Warehouse, so uh, I'm just looking for some cheap uh, vouchers and uh, might do a fair bit of Christmas shopping once the show's finished. So, yeah, I'll get the, uh, the DC-10, of course. Yeah, DC-10. Uh, mm, it's a good, good smell. major fragrance. Mm. You know yeah, the, so. the best tip for, for Chemist Warehouse at the moment, and believe this will be right up your alley, Kirsty Alley, right, is they've got this little black container. It's called Hydrodol. Yeah, right. And you have a couple of tablets before 
you have a few beers and a couple during and a couple after, and mate, the hangover is not invited anywhere. Really, Hydrodol. Well, between get, the Maxi well, Jesus and the Hydrodol. Yep. I was going to say, mate, I've been living on the Hydrodol sachets for the last twelve months. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they stable part of my diet. Yep. How good are they? I'll be there'll be a pack going <laughs> south of me on this holiday, no doubt. Okay. Now, we'll, tell me, sorry, uh, hang on. Sorry, we've got boys. a call. We've got a call coming oh, through. We better take this one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The skulls here. Yes, skull. Uh, I don't want to be talking about Adam Fanua Blake in November. <laughs> Uh, thoughts? You want to talk about it in December, folks? I would, as long as we get Heinze over here, um, I'm happy. That's you don't mind anyway, because next year the Warriors are winning it. And he's still there. Okay. They've got to win it. It's They're winning only, it in 2024. It's their, only, it's their best chance. What's the, the noise around Roger Tuovasa-Shek? I, I caught up with his old man. This is bruising, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Johnny, Johnny Tuovasa-Shek, who's as fit as a fiddle, he, when he was having discussions with Roger, he was really, really keen for Roger to go to Japan rugby. But in the end, Roger mm. just had a gut feel about the Warriors. Can that, you do both? Ooh. Because I know, don't a lot of the super nah. rugby guys? No, you can't do both? Nah, you wouldn't be able to do both. Nah, not with the timings. Uh, Unless you had an NRL team that would take him in about... April, May, which they probably would be, to be fair. West Tigers. But they no, definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's, the, what's the latest on Roger? Where's he playing? How's it all going for him? He's in the centres. Mm. And uh, we had uh, Webby on actually a couple of days ago. Well, what been yesterday, was it? And uh, he talked about uh, the defensive side of things. He's, he's ahead of where he probably was, but that will probably be the area of most, uh, most work on, really. But, uh, yeah, he did defend in the front line of rugby, so I guess he's a little bit... Of, a little bit more advanced than he possibly was a couple of years ago. But no, he'll be definitely centre, by all accounts. I'll tell you what, I'm just looking at this. Uh, the Black Caps hosting the Aussies. The Wellington Test sold out in February, which we had a pretty meek start, didn't we, Professor, over there in Perth? Yeah, they weren't particularly interested. Did you see that, guys? 9,000 on yes. day four as Nathan Lyon got his 500th wicket. Not much. No, for, for a sellout for a test cricket in New Zealand, that's unheard of. So, in uh, the basin, the biggest roundabout in the world. So, uh, <laughs> would love to get down there myself for that one. It'll be going off. How's New Zealand going against Bangladesh? Are they beating them? Oh, mate. Don't even go there. It's, it's disgraceful that we even have to lower ourselves to play such a nation. <laughs> no. It's just uh, it's just a walk in the park at the moment. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, the B squad's, the B squad's scoring hundreds at will. And Curse, by the way, uh, congratulations, mate. Thank you. What's the congratulations for? Well, I, I noticed a little bit of a, a baby, um, uh, what do you call Not a meme, like a, a post. And, and yourself, a boy, girl, that sort of thing? A mini all black on the way. Oh, okay. Okay. There so you do go. you know what you haven't cursed? Mm. Yeah, boy. Oh, you know. Boy. <laughs> That's what an all-black is. They, they play in the men's. We've gone through this. It's a boy. <laughs> I know that. A I little know. boy. Okay, very, very good. <laughs> what else is happening? <laughs> Congratulate the G-men for us too, by the way. Thank you, yes. We've, we've had this discussion. It's going to come out with 10 abs and shoulders the size of, God, I don't know what. Wow. Jeez, I yeah. yeah, I hope not. I hope not for my sake. Yeah. Anyway, something that I saw, and I don't know if it's made the news in Australia, so tell me uh, if it has or not. The uh, GQ Man of the Year, Nathan Cleary. Oh, yeah. That's quite an honour, is it, becoming the GQ Man of the Year? 
Like, what boxes do you need to tick for that? Well, I'm going to Google right now who has been Google. the GQ man yeah. of the year in the past. Yeah, and Google if anybody mm. buys magazines anymore. Just find <laughs> that out. Been a long time. Uh, James Parr has been named Australia's oh, yeah. GQ what does model he do? of the year. Um, Is there GQ magazine in New Zealand? I don't know if we get it, do we, B? You'd be the one to buy those sorts of things. the wrong person, Kirst. It sounds big, though, doesn't it? That's GQ Man of the Year. Yeah. The GQ, GQ Man of the Year. Did you see... Um, statement, sort of. I would have thought Reese Walsh would probably be on the cover oh, of something yeah. like that. Yeah. I guess he, he didn't win, though. Mm. Mm. What's the... Um, <laughs> how, how many... <laughs> it's been a cut. How many people you reckon... Or what's the interest, the level of interest for the Kiwis going to this Vegas? I know, I know that the Warriors want to try and have a crack for 2025... Um, what's well, there's the interest? a lot of interest on the run home. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's two hosts that want to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. But what about next year? Like the, the season coming, will anyone go? I can't imagine anyone going, but I, I'd say the, once the Warriors sit back, because I was reading somewhere today that the Warriors uh, stated that they didn't want to be a part of it, I'd say they'll be putting their hand up. I mean, geez, Fletch looks like he's having a rough time over there, oh. judging by social media. I told him, I said, mate, honestly, it, it all sounds good, but anything more than four... You're just inviting like a major trip home. Like he was there for seven nights, <laughs> and I've done those trips with Fletch, yeah, and Hindy, and they they get hard first night fever, and then they're just grumpy with you the whole time. So are they? yeah, often at the airport, yeah, they'll rip in probably nine a.m. beers, yes. and then I did that um, Wonder Whistler with them. That was a long oh, week. That was a whistler. long. Good rorts though, solid rorts. Hey, who got? Who was the highest? Was gonna... Here you go. No, I was going to say, there'll be some demons on that flight after a week in Vegas, though, won't there? Oh, massively. And he's just come back from Queenstown as well. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's been a huge parlay. He's got a life at Fletch, eh? Oh, has he what? Has he what? I'll tell you some future, uh, former winners for the GQ Man of the Year. Joel Legerton, mm. 2018. Jeff Goldblum, 2017. Uh, Chris Hemsworth in 2016. Who are these people? Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. He strikes me as a GQ Man of the Decade. 100%. Uh, Hamish and Andy. They gave it to two of them. <laughs> uh, Chris Hemsworth won it again in 2012. Joel mm-hmm. Edgerton won it again. And the list goes on. So there yeah, you right. go. Hey, did you guys uh, catch the IPL auction the other day? Yes. What about yes. Ratchin got a bit ripped off, didn't he? <laughs> we thought he would go for a mill. Yeah. But uh, yeah, short change at 330 for a couple of months' work. Poor bugger. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> After that World Cup, he got ripped off. And but yeah. Phillips, he cleaned up, didn't he? Uh, Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell. Sorry, he Phillips. Oh, Two point seven. Yeah. And jeez, uh, phenomenal. We we're just talking about him earlier. He's he's your late starter. He was, you know, not one of his kids that sort of got given black caps at twenty one, sort of thing. He was twenty eight when he debuted, and he's played every form of game going. And now at thirty two, he gets the the paycheck of his lifetime. Uh, when he was, what, uh, what was he doing? He was wrapping his kids' birthday wrapping his ki- But the better part of the story that Beeve's not telling is the fact that his father used to coach Beaver as a 19-year-old and Daryl Mitchell used to be the sober driver. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, he wasn't old enough to drive, but he cooked us, he cooked us a bit of a Sunday spread. He used to look after them. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. No need for the hydrodol. Um, it's, it's amazing, though, these paydays. And like, remember when Tim David from Australia got this mega contract and no one here in Australia had ever heard of him. No. No. Well, he, 
But he's all, he was all on potential, right? And then he, he did nothing. I mean, you look at Harry Brook last year. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely cleaned up and then just sucked for however many weeks. 14 weeks of the IPL. <laughs> so this year he didn't get much. Wow. But then you had guys like um, Mitch Stark for $4.4 Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> Beautiful. Mate. Beautiful. He, li- he lives around the corner from me, Mitch Stark, and he walks past my house a lot. So oh. I'm going to hit him up Are you in his neighbourhood? Yeah. Well, Are you I'm... in his neighbourhood at 4.3? Yeah. Well, funnily yeah. enough, he's, he's just... He's the professor. Well, that he's... podcast must be going all right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's good timing. We've just renamed it. It's Is a great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Kickoffs and kick-ons. It's yeah. been renamed. Just let your audience and who, know. And who's on that? Myself, Matt yep. Guido, yep. Uh, Drew Mitchell, mm. and Adam Ashley Cooper. Okay. Um, loose. It gets Very loose. loose. Did you see the Dan Carter one? Yeah. We haven't. Have you seen that? <laughs> the Dan I'm Carter so one's short of it. Yeah, he so he sat now. Does he tr- get loose? Uh, as loose as Dan Carter gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, he sat and had a Chinese meal with us, a succulent Chinese meal. Wow. And um, for about an hour and a half, and we we got a lot out of him. Um, so if you are at, actually, I don't think it's on the internet anymore because we obviously aren't with that same group anymore. I think they deleted it. Oh no! But that's okay. Just hey, text me and I'll get it to you. Kick offs and kick ons. We're, great we're, we're, we're World Cup content. Oh, thank you. We got loose. <laughs> we're going to kick off, folks. But have Enjoy a wonderful Christmas. Christmas. Team. Merry Christmas. You too, and, Thanks, and all guys. the best to the support players here at SENZ as well. Great to have the company of uh, Beave and Curse for 2023. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. Keep the nominations coming through. The SEN Support Player of the Year: Brooks, Gibbo, Tourist, Two Buck Chuck, Daddy Vass. Uh, does Woogie count? Yeah, Woogie. Yeah, Woogie. put him in. <laughs> Woogie, the Coach stapler. K. Who's so why, why, is, why, why isn't Brooksy in there? Adam Staples. Yeah, he's a, he's a jet. Is Brooksy the next level above the pit crew? No, what's, I'm, what's in. Brooksy? I'm in. I'm in. He's, he's going to win by a mile. Yeah, we probably will. Alex Cecile, yeah, Two Buck Chuck, Coach stapler. K, Tommy Two Phones. The list goes on. And Daddy Vass, of course. A bit of a, a triple threat up there with the Sports Day team. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Lockie, of course, as well. This is the run home with uh, Joel and the Professor. On our muck-up day Thursday. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Now, is this man the next one into the Australian cricket team? He has been hitting runs for fun. We're talking about Cam Bancroft. And seeing them like beach balls at the moment, Cam Bancroft joins the run home with Joel and Fletch. G'day, Cam. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. Mate, you're in rare air at the moment. Uh, top scorer in the Shield last year. You're setting the scene, setting the pace again. Uh, what do you put the hot form down to? Oh, I just, yeah, I, I think I've just tried to be, um, yeah, just really consistent with how I go about things and, um, you know, my methods and, um, you know, probably, I guess, more of a challenge is, you know, sticking to them even, um, you know, when the game of cricket doesn't go your way. So, yeah, look, I think I've definitely had um, good days and things have gone well, you know, also, um, you know, the vice versa has happened as well. But I think just sticking with myself and my skills and, you know, just slowly slowly improving, getting better is, um, you know, probably just allowed me to keep some consistency, which has been nice. Cam, I know this next question you've been peppered with, so we'll, we'll only ask you the one on this, but clearly your form mm. is almost to a point where it's undeniable. You, you've got to get picked. Uh, you appear to be the next cab off the rank, but my question is, um, what's the dialogue like? Are you speaking with Cricket Australia around maybe this path back into the team, or where's all that at? Um, yeah, I haven't haven't had a, a whole lot of um, you know communication at all, really. Um, you know, obviously when you're not in that environment, um, you know, I guess you you, you kind of just got to go about your your business and do what you can do. So um, yeah, I mean, had had some you know brief conversations, you know, here and there, but 
uh, I guess, you know, from my end, it's probably just, it's really simple. There's not a lot more you can say apart mm. from just keep scoring runs and keep playing well. And, um, you know, it's probably something that I've, yeah, I've just embraced. Um, and, you know, I think regardless of selection, obviously scoring runs is, is you know, and contributing to the team is way more fun than, mm. um, than not. So I think regardless of that, I've just tried to, um, you know, play well no matter what and be 100%. And I guess, you know, the fruits of that will, um, you know, take care of itself hopefully down the track. Cam, when I chat to people on this radio station, I always like to picture where they are and what they're doing. Can you can you set the scene mm. for us? You, where are you? You're at a health spa or you're at home? What are you What are you up to? Um, well, like I was a little bit of multitasking um, since the start of this interview. I was um, had my um, phone on my ear, um, trying to tie my shoelaces. Um, I'm now just sitting on the couch probably looking like a bit of a model to be honest mm. um legs crossed arm over the couch yeah. um not a whole lot happening Ooh, so like um yeah just keeping it simple <laughs> but you clearly you're on your way to go somewhere the shoes are going on where, where, where are you going what's the next plan um well i've been spending most of my day actually doing um christmas shopping here in adelaide oh, so yuck. i've um i've sort of ticked that box a little bit i'm um, gonna go get a haircut once mm. this phone call's finished and um buy a gift for my nephew so um yeah they're the the two um sort of main jobs i've got, I've got to go still here's an early christmas present for you i don't know if you've done it professor mm. i had my hair cut today Mate, have I'm you bald. ever have you ever had the wax <laughs> have you ever had the wax up the snores and they rip the hairs out have you had that cam <laughs> I have not had that done, but it's funny you say that. Yeah. Um, Alex Hales was honestly talking about that literally a couple of days ago. Today's um, the day. I've never heard of it before. But, um, yeah, look, the old, um, yeah, the, the odd nose hair that kind of sort of pokes out is a bit of a pet hate of mine. Usually yeah. I just try and yank him out, but usually it, like, produces tears in my eyes. So yeah. I do it every time. That's so you today. There's got to be another way. Do it. Go get it done. They also do your ear hair. If you want, you can get your ear okay. head done. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Hey, uh, obviously, uh, lots of success at the Scorchers. That, um, well, now arguably the, um, well, the most successful BBL team of all yeah, time. Can we say that? Mm. Yes. Um, what brought you to Sydney? What brought you to the Thunder? Made you head to the other side of the country? Mm. Yeah, I, I think it just, uh, it felt, um, I think intuitively, it just felt like a really, really good time for me to, um, you know, to play, play somewhere different. Um, you know, obviously I, you know, I really loved the, the eight years that I was, um, you know, at the Scorchers and, you know, been part of a lot of success and, um, and all that stuff that was, that was fantastic. But, um, yeah, I just felt like at the stage of my career, it was, um, you know, my age, it was a really good time to, um, you know, to go somewhere different and, um, you know, contribute and, and I guess probably, yeah, just bring my learnings and, and what I've gained, um, you know, from, from that um, part of my career and at the Scorchers to, to a different environment. So, yeah, the, the Thunder was, um, yeah, it was it was the team that I I felt, you know, aligned to the most. And, yeah, you know, so far I've really enjoyed it. Obviously, haven't, haven't um, quite hit our straps yet. A um, little bit of polish, uh, I think, would have, you know, changed a couple of those results so far. But, you know, the environment, um, you know, how we've gone about things so far, it's been really exciting. So, um, yeah, I've enjoyed it and, yeah, looking forward to the future. You keep a close eye on those IPL paydays? Um, oh, yeah, it's good fun. Um, I'm not sure if, yeah, who knows if they come my way at all. But they, um, yeah, incredible scenes watching it all um, unfold and the money that was spent on 
particularly Mitchell Stark and, um, you know, Pat Cummins, Spencer Johnson, that was unbelievable um, as well for him. So, yeah, it's just amazing that, um, yeah, different world <laughs> goes on over there. Dreams are free, mate. Uh, Cam, can you tell us when, yeah. when you're not playing cricket, t- tell us, we, we, we know the Cam Bancroft story. We know that you should just about be there and you're banging on that door. But when you're not playing cricket, who's Cam Bancroft? What are your interests? What do you do? Um, I, yeah, I do, do lots of things. Um, I, you know, like yesterday and, and today, um, you know, a couple of days off here in Adelaide. So, um, yeah, enjoyed, enjoyed some, uh, some time for a walk and, uh, you know, like being outside and, and moving and stuff like that. So, you know, running, cycling, um, you know, more so when I'm home in Perth, they're, they're things I'm really passionate about. I really enjoy, um, you know, I have my routines every morning that I, you know, keep to and, and do that, you know, I feel like help start me off on the right foot, um, every day. And, um, yeah, yesterday I enjoyed a, a day in McLaren Vale. Um, I, uh, yeah, we had some nice lunch. Um, a couple Ooh. of guys went to a winery. Um, yeah, uh, I, I didn't have any of the wine, but, um, <laughs> they seemed to be enjoying it. Um, so I watched, but yeah, it was nice to be, be in a beautiful part of the world and, um, yeah, enjoy a couple of days off in, in the schedule. I like this text here from, from Nathan, and he says, okay, well, it's clearly working for you, the morning routine. So you've been very successful in recent times. A lot of people are about to set their New Year's resolutions. What's your morning routine? Um, well, yeah, I, I obviously wake up, which is a nice start. Uh, <laughs> That's a fair start. Very good start. I'm just going yeah, to write this down start. as we go. <laughs> wake, wake up. up. Um, yeah, I um, brush my teeth. Um, okay. Is that before brekkie or after? Get in the shower. Nah, before. Um, Interesting. I, before I, I clean clean my tongue. Um, that's oh. really important part of my routine. There's like okay. a proper tongue cleaner that I have. It's oh. made of copper, and I scrape my tongue with it. Cleanest um, tongue in the game, right? Oh, yeah. What else? Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, just on the on the toothbrush, right? So here's another one for you. We've got the hair yeah. getting done today, which is good. The nose hair. The you yeah. know, if you brush your teeth with your, yeah. if you're right-handed, you brush with your left hand, it, it dramatically yeah. helps with your intelligence if you start doing that quite okay. often. So, mate, there's another one right, for yeah. you. That'll get you I'll the team. crack and see how it goes for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the little things, isn't it? 100%. What I'll else do you do? Um, yeah. And then, um, and then I'd probably, probably the most important part of my routine, I guess, is the um, yeah, is the um, my meditation that I do in the morning before yep. I do anything else, before I check my phone, before I yeah, it's something like I prioritise all the time. You know, if there's a yeah, if I got to be at the airport at you know six a.m., like I'll get up at three thirty or four and make oh, sure wow. that I do. It. That's really really important for me that I that I do that. How long um, does that take, Kim? Um, yeah, so yeah, for me it takes roughly 40 minutes wow. like all up um so i do some like you know breath work that i've learned um over the years at the start and then i drift off into my meditation and um yeah it's probably like 20 minutes each and then you know i come out of that and i tackle what i need to for the day so um yeah that's kind of the main part of my routine and then from there obviously i'm, I'm a bit more flexible but that sort of start that's, you know, it's really important. And, you know, I feel like it sets me off on the right foot, no matter what, whether I'm playing a game or if I'm having a day off, you know, um, yeah, it allows me to be present with, with what I'm doing from then on moving forward. Nice. So with your meditation, mm. 
Cam, I'm very interested yep. in the meditation. I, I heard once that mm. a good technique is to picture a a rough lake, and then what you want to mm. do is try and calm the lake in your mind. And then mm. if you focus on that calm lake for as long as you can, it do it. Yeah. So think of it. Yep. Is that that's the type of exercises that can help, right? It's to do with trying to clear your mind of all thoughts. Is that is that the idea? Yeah, I mean, like probably what I've learned about meditation, it's almost about um, deconcentration as opposed to focusing the mind, you mm. know, um, by deconcentrating um, during meditation, which is essentially what really what you do, especially what I've learned, um, you know, with the courses and stuff that I've done, the result of a good meditation is increased focus, sharpness, alertness, you know, um, being able to be dynamic in what you do during the day and things like that. But the actual process of meditation is the complete opposite. Um, you know, like sometimes visualizing and picturing things almost requires way more effort <laughs> than what it should. Yeah, right. So, you know, by kind of letting go and, um, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, doing the processes that I've, that I've learned. Um, yeah, I guess that's the, the experience that I've had. Um, and it's funny how that's, you know, impacted, you know, my ability to be focused, sharp, alert, um, present, you know, all that sort of thing. So um, that I guess people really want at the end of the day from from their meditations, you know. Well, Cam, I tell you what, uh, we've got a bit of a track record here on the run home with Joel and Fletch mm-hmm. where a guest comes on and maybe mm-hmm. rugby league, they come out, get two or three tries, man, in really? the match. Yeah, we've got a big track record. So you can expect a massive afternoon from 3.30 when you take on um, the Stars on Saturday afternoon, Cam. We can all look forward to that. Beautiful. Sounds great. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Uh, generous with your time. We really appreciate Cam Bancroft, your great self, uh, joining the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks, mate. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Welcome back to the best of the Run Home with Joel and Fletch with the professor in the chair on this occasion. We've got Brendan Lyon. Nathan Lyon's always talking about the family, so we thought let's get Brendan Lyon, his brother, on to discuss the great man who they call the goat. Nice, Brendan. Brendan Lyon, how are you, mate? Yeah, g'day, guys. Thanks very much for having me. It's, um, yeah, yeah, really, really, um, yeah, really thrilled to, to have you guys reach out and, yeah, looking forward to hearing what you got for me. Hey, Brendan, tell us the pecking order. Yourself, Nathan, is there others? Nah, yeah, just just us, just the two of us. I'm I'm three years older than him. Got a bit more hair, but that's about <laughs> all I got going. But uh, over him, but no, it's uh, yeah, two of us grew up out there in country New South Wales, and um, yeah, plenty of cousins. Dad's uh, Dad's the oldest of nine, and uh, Mum's got one brother out there from a cricketing family. But, but yeah, that that's us. Was he always destined to to make this path? You reckon, or was it quite the surprise? Oh no, definitely, definitely a surprise. You never, never really, um, you know, ex- expect anything of that. You know, I coach a lot of kids now, and you know, there's a lot of them that would dream to do that. But you know, in reality, I'm not sure what number they're up to now. Um, you know, mid 400s or something that have played for Australia. So yeah, obviously a real honour. Um, my dream it was my dream as well to play there, and um, you know, it's just been amazing. It's been a roller coaster, but it's been amazing to watch Nathan. Um, achieve what he has and, um, and, and yeah, you know, do our family, you know, team line as, as his manager calls everyone, mm. um, do, do us really proud. So yeah, it's been great. Are you a spin bowler as well? Do you, you, uh, uh, no, I used to, yeah. I, I used to bowl leggies as a kid, but, uh, sort of, 
and ended up losing it. Um, but uh, yeah, I sort of ended up batting a lot, a bit, a bit more, and it hence you know, I do a bit of batting coaching. But um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was always a bit of a fun story. The old leg spin, off spin, and I think he's put a bit of mayo on on some of it over the years. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, the. It's uh, more batting for me now, hence why that's my my influence on him, I guess. Well, that's interesting because he's not a great batsman, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> he's got better than what he was. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're dead right. You're dead right. Have you ever, be honest, have you ever uttered the phrase, <laughs> in a pub, I taught him everything he knows? Have you ever done that? No. No, I, I don't talk like that. We're, we're from the bush. Yeah. Um, we're from the bush, and yeah, my dad would be horrified if I was that. People do t- tell me, often say that to me, but uh, I wouldn't have thought, no, I don't think I could get away with that. But you know what? That, these little brothers, they're mongrels, really. They, uh, <laughs> you, you beat them up all the way through, and then, you know, they come up. We talk about it all the time, the little brothers and sisters at our camps. They get a bit of a bit of a uh, head start on things, and and then, yeah, they tend to fly past the, uh, the older brothers and that. But I guess we've got to work them hard to begin with. I tend to agree with that. I, I, I see a lot of the times it's the younger ones who, because they've always been pushed by the older brother. Not now, in my family. No? no. <laughs> Quite the reverse. Is that right? <laughs> uh, Brenda, can I ask you this? So growing up in the country, and I, and I spent some time out there myself, generally you'd find in the summer, you know, there'd be the team playing cricket and almost the identical team were playing a winter sport, whether it was rugby league or AFL or soccer or whatever the case may be. What did you? What did the Lion boys do out in the country in the winter? Yeah, we're both soccer players. So, um, yeah, we were playing men's sport from about 12. Wow. You know, I played, we played, um, you know, cricket, um, A-grade cricket at that stage, you know, 12. Um, Nathan might have even been younger when he was filling in in the men's teams that we were playing in then. Um, soccer, yeah, sort of 13, 14, first grade in town there. So it was a pretty pretty hard sort of uh, few hard knocks. It was a, some some blokes we'd play against that, you know, being in the midfield would knock us around. One lookalike for Shane Webke used to iron me out every week, but I think it taught us a lot. Taught us a lot back then, and um, the local team was pretty successful. I think we're about eighty odd games undefeated at one point, and oh, wow. um, yeah, for bush for bush sport, um, it's quite a quite a decent sort of um, competition. But obviously, when we went to Canberra, we then then learned a little bit more. You know, everything got a bit better, and um, then same again when we went. You know, I went Perth, he went Adelaide, and then both in Sydney. So. But yeah, I love country sport, and um, yeah, hopefully it, it continues to to be strong out there. Absolutely. Now, Brendan, uh, obviously last week in Perth, um, Nathan got his 500th wicket. Um, were you? Did you take part in the celebrations post match? I did. I did. We um, yeah, we you know got invited in. I had my uncle Fred in uh, our uncle Fred in town and. And uh, Dean Schofield and his young fella, who was one of the young, uh, one of the fellas that used to terrorise us in, in men's cricket in young, and yeah, we ended up in the sheds for a bit down there, and um, yeah, it was it was really nice. And I don't know the the rest. Nathan uh, had, he had to go for a bit of a scan, so he didn't have too big a night. We went and had some a few beers with him, and it was interesting. Yeah, Ronnie McDonald was there, and and Alex Carey. Um, the rest of the boys were at the cot. But uh, Nathan, um, yeah, it was just really nice to sit down and, and have a few. It wasn't too, wasn't nothing too uh, over the top. But um, but yeah, just I'd probably that just sums up his whole career, you know, just everything in the middle, I guess. And, and that was the same with the with the celebrations for that. I hadn't thought about that side of things. We're chatting with Brendan Lyon, the brother of Nathan Lyon, and talking about the the family life of the Lions. Now, when you're in that situation, no no doubt there's other families 
there as well. Have you befriended, you know, somebody else's, I don't know, cousin, brother, sister, whatever the case may be? Is there a go-to sort of for you when you're out and about? Oh, not overly. That you know, the teams change. The teams change pretty well, and you don't always don't always see them. I, I always get on really well with the Cummins family. Mm. Uh, Peter's often at tests along with Tim. Um, and Nick Payne, when Tim when Tim was in the fold, he was mm. always good value as well. Um, but yeah, there's a yeah definitely there's a uh, there's a few along along the time that have been around the team. We've been lucky, you know. Nathan's been around it for I don't know twelve to thirteen years now, maybe even even longer. So yeah, there's been a few come and go, and um, but yeah, it's just I guess you understand, you know, Joel yourself with, at that level, you you know you sort of understand what what other people go through, and there's highs and mm. lows and you know, trying to keep it as level as you you can the whole time because it uh, obviously it does change pretty quick both ways. Hundred so. percent. Uh, now, Professor, I'll just think mm. about this: if you're mm. an informed family member and your family partner gets dropped from the team, mm-hmm. why can't you maintain your position in the greater squad? If you're a, if you're like a Nick Payne, for example, as he said, as a you're saying guy, Nick, should, Nick should, still be... should remain in the squad. Like in I the agree. dressing room, and yeah. Everything. Why not? <laughs> Tim Tim may not be there, but if he's a form player for family, but. Brendan said before there's been over 400 players. Mm. So are you saying there should be still 400 family members hanging on? Oh, I reckon so, somebody's not performing and they're in the team. See ya. Mate, Sorry, champ. Mate, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, hey, Nathan obviously sings the team song at the moment. Um, he does. Was this a special rendition of the team song? Did he really belt it out or was it just like every other one? Professor, he doesn't get – I get booted before the team song. Yeah. It's very uh, – you don't – yeah, you're not in there for that. I think so. You might have done it with some family um, somewhere along the line, but no. Generally, we're out the door. I was lucky. I was at the World Test Championship final. That was a that was a pretty good uh, pretty good couple of hours with the the beers in the bathtub over there. But <laughs> yeah, I got I got pushed on pretty quick from that one. But no, it was, again, it was yeah. I haven't done it too much. I I, I do keep my keep my distance a bit, but it is yeah very special when you do get invited in and. Um, and yeah, you know, JL's been terrific with that in the past, and and Ronnie's just Ronnie's just superb with that with that environment now as well. So, yeah. What's the plans for Christmas, Brendo? Looking after Nathan's big dog. Oh. I can't even get anywhere. Yeah, he's got a big Weimaraner dog. So, unfortunately, yeah, my parents will be down this way, and yeah, we haven't. It's been weird. Then I guess that's the only. Sometimes it's not a downside, but it, yeah, I haven't had Christmas with him for probably the best part of 12 years. We did the first one with him down there, but it's, uh, yeah, his Christmas is always Boxing Day, which, you know, is amazing. But, yeah, we don't always don't always get together. But, you know, we have family time, you know, in and, about, in and around it. So, and oftentimes the Sydney, the New Year's test is a, a good chance to, to catch up with him. So, um, yeah, it, it has been a bit, bit random over the last 10 or 12 years, but wouldn't have it any other way. Right, I give us the exclusive then. He's 36, I think, now. Um, 500 wickets under his belt. Which Christmas will you be celebrating with him? How long has he got left in him? Oh, yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know. He's <laughs> My coach says he's a bit like a rude dog with his fitness, you know. He, he's not chiselled and whatever, but he, he sort of – he's fit for purpose. He, <laughs> um, you know, so you know what he he trains as hard as anyone I I know, you know, and that's whether it's hitting balls with me and or with Tommy Carter on his fitness and I I don't know you don't normally see many go past thirty eight, uh, but I know he's sort of he has got in his head about about um you know India and England and and the pipe dream of wanting to sort of win over there, but 
I think he'll be. He's no. He's not selfish at all either. No. So he won't stand in the way of anyone coming through if it's if it's Todd or um, Tanvir Sanger or any of these young guys who, or others that might be coming through. So he's always been about the team, and um, you know, obviously being the team, the the song master of the team is um, epitomises all that. So. I guess you'll just see how he's going. If he's four warrants it and there isn't isn't anyone knocking the door down, who knows? You might be able to go and hopefully, you know, climb Everest to those two places. Hey, uh, Brendan Lyon, mate, you've represented uh, the Rudog, your brother, Nathan Lyon, very well. Mate, uh, call back any time. We'd love to have you on the show. We appreciate your time here on the run home with Joel and Fletch. No drama. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Professor. Thanks. Have a good Christmas. What a cracker fella. Absolutely. What a cracker fella. Pat Simcox went till he was 42. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch and one of your favourites, Professor, the great Matty Giddo. Yep. We are joined by now stable mate of your good self, Professor. I'm Absolutely. talking about rugby legend Matty Giddo is on the line. Hello, mate. Hey, how are you? Mate, we're going good, mate. What's happening in your world? You're making the big comeback. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way. Um, yeah, just I think given an opportunity to go back to back to the States and play some footy and compete, so... You know, the more I looked at it, the more uh, interested I became and excited about the opportunity. How much of it was to get away from our podcast to <laughs> move well, to another country? No, and... that, that was the one thing that was keeping me. I said, I can't do it. I can't leave the prof. He, he's an amazing anchor. He, he's a great host. Um, and that's the reason I'm doing the radio, just to speak to you, Paul. Oh, mate, you're a good man. Uh, and I have been selling yeah. it all afternoon, Gits. It is called Kickoffs and Kick-Ons. <laughs> Um, if people want to have a look at it yes. on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. And it was actually the name that Gits chose. Really? Yeah. So did you it know, was. Yeah. We it was. A, we did a campaign, didn't we, Gits? We did. We did one. Unfortunately, I won, but by default. That was the part that disappoints me. I thought it was the best name, but uh, Once Were Wallabies was the actual fan favourite, but we couldn't do that for... Different reasons, isn't that oh, right, Prof? It was. So we did a thing, because we couldn't agree on a name, so we did a thing online saying, name our new show. And we made a page and everything. We got people to send in ideas. Most of them were insulting. There was one called um, The Three Unflushable Turds and the Toilet Brush. They got a lot of likes, <laughs> yeah. but we couldn't do that. Uh, and then so we picked the top four. We each picked one. And uh, the winner was once were Wallabies, but then we got legal advice oh. and Wallabies is trademarked in really? that space. Yeah. So the, the name that came second, which was Gitz's, mm. Kickoffs and Kick-Ons uh, is the name of the podcast from now on. Well, you kick it on now, mate. San Diego Legion. You've signed a one-year deal for the Legion. Five-month stint will be the case. So March 2 is a game. Boy, gee, that's going to creep up on you. It is. Uh, pre-season is going to creep up on me. That's uh, mid, mid-January heading there. So, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's been the biggest challenge at the moment is just doing all that training by myself, um, trying to get ready for pre-season. But once I get over there, mix with the boys, um, get back into that team environment, it'll be good fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and within the, the actual contract, there's flexibility to come home and spend time with the family and spend time with Prof and the podcast and all that. So... Yeah, it's going to work out uh, nicely, but it'll definitely be a few nerves for that first game. I'll tell you what, uh, that that's a big, big game. What's the quality going to be like over there, you reckon? It's good. It's starting to pick up. And similar, I think, when the Japanese league first started off, you have a couple of foreign players come over and even just training with locals, um, preparing. Just different basic things that you take for granted being involved in a professional environment. Some of those boys haven't learnt before, so they pick that up and automatically the standard improves. So the last time I played there in 2021, I think it was, when we won it, 
it was a tough competition. Like it's physical. You've got some great athletes over there in America and, and some good foreigners as well. So I'm expecting two years on that it's going to be even even tougher. Now, there's a couple of other names that people would know, household names that are going to run around with you. Have they been announced or am I saying something I shouldn't hear yet? <laughs> I don't know, mate. Do you have a scoop that I don't have? I don't, I don't know. I've, I've just realised I think you named a couple of people and then I think you said to me, don't say that to anybody. Yeah. And now I'm saying it on air. Oh, really? Uh, maybe, maybe Well, not. go for it and I'll tell you if you said something wrong. <laughs> um, uh, Richie McCall. Yes, yeah, yeah, Richie's coming out. Yeah, that's right. No, no, I, I was thinking... No, I think you're referring to Ma, Ma Nonu. Yes, that's right, yeah. So has that yeah, been so announced? Ma was there last year. I think he's agreed, but I'm not sure. So I, I don't know where his situation's at, but it'd be great to play with him again. Obviously, you know, he's been at San Diego for a few years now, so he knows how the, the game plan's going. He, he's heavily involved in, um, you know, the team spirit and, and all that type of stuff. So I think... I think he's going to be around, but I haven't heard confirmation yet. So I've just kind of left that. So thinking, uh, well, looking from outside in, what's your view on the NRL's push into Vegas in America? I think it's it's a great idea. I'd love really? to do it. The um, well, it's just a huge market, and if you even when we were over there, getting people to come to a union game, they don't even know that you're, you're a union player. They just know you because you're accent. You've got that weird accent. Mm. You give them tickets, they come to a game, they love it. They think we're crazy because you don't <laughs> have pads. It's it's intense. It's it's a continuous game. And that's rugby that they think is continuous. Imagine going to a league game, seeing that, that brutality back and forth that goes for 80 minutes. I think once they understand the game, and, you know, I think that's the biggest thing, trying to get them to understand the game and that way they get enjoyment from it. But once they understand it, I think it's just going to take off. Absolutely. Now, um, Gitz, obviously you are probably the wrong ex-Wallaby to get on to make an outrageous statement about Eddie. Um, <laughs> there's, there's another bloke for that, but um, we'll try him another day. Um, are you – now, there's a big announcement tomorrow morning. I don't know if you know this. But Rugby Australia have sent out, um, I guess, a press release. Have you got any sort of inside word into what this – a uh, huge statement is. Do you think they've picked a coach? I have no idea. Yeah, there you go. At all. No, I didn't I... even know that they were doing this, uh, this announcement. So I think um, oh, off the top of my head, just thinking like that, if you're thinking about a coach, I saw that um, the Pumas appointed Felipe Contempomi as their coach moving forward for the next World Cup, which means Michael Cech is not involved. So, I don't know, I'm putting two and two together there. Maybe they're going to announce check or I don't know. I really didn't even know they were doing one. But if I had to guess anything, not knowing anything, I'd say that. 